I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is, uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody, and she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get, uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So you get on the waiting list, and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's amazingfreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about in that, uh, what I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there and uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number four e-commerce, solutions4ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. That's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why, and here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is, and it's or destroy, and it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen help me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically the listing goes live, and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough. Solutions for ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Use my code you save $50 a month every single month, and it's a great service. Plus, you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her because I see it. And I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And, you know, I highly recommend her.
Next up is Seller Labs and Scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up, and it's similar to this product, and that's, that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff, and that's what the, the most powerful thing in the world is to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you want to you want to take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's it's fair uh, to see, and so therefore you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what Scope does for me. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you fifty dollars on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it, and say. Oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. Can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day I bought another domain. Yes, I bought another domain. It's almost like uh, I'm admitting guilt, but it's because I had an idea and it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy. By the way, I recommend that too. Buy that, you know, it's not that much money, but when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter. And it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that. But that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope, try this version or try this extension. And then, boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away. And they're right, you know. And so try GoDaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So save 30%. It's trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there, but you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business, and it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts. Pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, Grasshopper is a great tool. It's an app you put on your existing phone, and boom, you now have a customer service department. You now have a sales department. You now have a manufacturing division. You could forward it to somebody else. You can have it go to different voicemails, different departments, and it's all included. So try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 299, Devin Mahdi. Okay, I'm pumped. I can't help it. I just got off and I always record these right after I've learned that over the years. I record these right after I get off the call. But man, I'm jazzed. Uh, I'm so jazzed. He's so inspiring. And you know, I'm going to qualify this right now because it took me a while to ask him how old he is. I don't want to be uncomfortable. He's 29. He is pumping out words of wisdom at 29 years old 
that are deep soul kind of stuff for us old dudes. It's stuff that I figured out late in my 40s into my 50s, and I'm still figuring it out. And here he is, 29 years old. Very, very powerful stuff. Um, we spend a lot of time on his history and a lot of his backstory because I think it's important. Um, he will tell you he did not come from the best of circumstances. Uh, matter of fact, he downplays it a little bit. Definitely some challenging circumstances, but the key is they don't define him. Hear him when he says that. You can believe it because I've met him face to face. He is this guy that you hear here. He is that enthusiastic. He is that real, that deep, and that did not define him. And so if something in your past uh, is defining you, you got to let it go. And his advice at the end is, is really, really, really smart. Again, for 29 years old, I've got socks older than that, Kelly Loach. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest because he is absolutely enthusiastic. He's enthusiastic about life. He's enthusiastic about his self-taught uh, circumstances. I guess I would say um, there is nothing getting in his way of success. Devin Mahdi, welcome, Devin. Hey, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm really excited. The pre-show was great. You guys missed the pre-show, but we're here for the show, and you're going to get a lot of value both from Stephen and myself on this call. Well, I don't know if I'll have a lot of value, but I think Devon uh, will, uh, Devin will. Um, I already butchered your name. See that? That's not good, you know? <laughs> so so let's talk about this. So when I said that, I mean that, that you, there's nothing stopping you. Your circumstances clearly don't define you. Is that fair? That is absolutely fair, my man. Um I think it's the only way to live. If if we're going to do anything of impact and substance in this world, then you have to go get it. You have to be an action taker, and you have to, first of all, ditch excuses, and then you have to also overcome obstacles. So those are like the two big pillars. I mean, we could talk all day about that, but I know we have a game plan, and we're going to get into other content. But that's what it really comes down to, in my opinion. Well, no, let's let's stay on it because where does that come from for you? Go back and show me why you can you can pick up that attitude because a lot of people that come from similar circumstances uh, and and Devin's going to explain his circumstances, they never make it that far. They never make that they get, never get over the hump. How did you? Man, that's on the spot. So I do have. I was pondering that. Um, so if basically, if you guys want to hear my story, it's pretty much rags to riches. It's uh, the cliche, almost the cliche rags to riches story. Now, I hate the term cliche because we all have, even if you guys didn't come from rags or you came from maybe a middle class family, um, I'll tell you this, guys. I had friends in middle school and stuff that were middle class, and I've gone back and visited their houses now. And a lot, a lot of the conversations and a lot of the stuff is very similar to people in poverty. It's just that their financial you know, poverty, I'm talking poverty, Stephen. Um, my household income growing up was $750 a month, fixed income. Okay. And maybe we had $100 in food stamps. How uh, many people were living in the house? It was myself. Uh, well, first I'll go back. Um, one year after I was born, I was in a foster home. Uh, my mom was mentally, very mentally ill. And my my father actually left my mother when she was pregnant. So I have oh, never met my sorry. father. Um, never met him. And, uh, you know, I do have peace about it now. I, you know, I forgive him. I understand that, you know, we're all flawed people and I don't want to hold any type of resentment. And that's another big factor too. If you're holding resentment, it's very hard to build a business. Um, it's very hard to get out of bed, much less build well, a business. I'm going to pause you there for a second. Cause I've never said this out loud. Uh, I'm in very similar circumstances. Uh, my father left. I've never met him. So I can relate. <laughs> 
Wow. And he just passed away wow. last year. I just found out. So anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry about that. Well, I'm here, man. So we'll keep it pushing. Um, so first of all, uh, yeah, man, was uh, in a foster home from age one to six. Um, it was very uh, dark. Um, I don't want to get too heavy, man, but just basically this was my life. Um, I'd wake up. I slept on this little blue mat in the basement, and I vaguely remember anything. If I can just be honest, I smoked so much marijuana throughout my years. And when I, you know, was in my early teenage years, I wanted to forget my entire childhood. So I well, smoked. Were, so did you much have brothers marijuana. or sisters or anything at that time? Yes, my sister. She was also in the foster home with okay. me. Did you ever um, see her at all at that in those years, those first six years? Yes, we. Okay. Uh, she was like my only and best friend, so she was kind of with me as my, you know, it's the typical story you could say uh, in that place with me. So you actually remember this though, even up until six years, and uh, and and uh, when you think back, you know, to those years, those formative years, right? Those are so influential in, in building that foundation for your life. Um, when you look at why people that were in similar circumstances fail. Uh, is it because of that foundation they never were able to build on top of sand, I guess I would say. I mean, I, I liken it to that, you know, building on a house of sand uh, or a building on sand. Uh, they weren't able to build up from there, um, so that just keeps falling down, and yet you were. So I'm trying to understand, you know, what, what that formative years for you, how did they get you through that? Do you get where I'm going? Does that make sense? I don't know if I made sense. Yeah. It does make sense. I'm trying to digest it and process it and then come up with a good answer. So let's see. What was my hope, man? Um, oh, okay. That's what I, I, I think you're – what was the practical hope? And then I can get into something later about my hope and, and personal questions. Um, so my practical hope was like uh, I, I just – I don't know. I always had this, this desire to do something meaningful in my life and with people. Um, I guess that never really came to the surface till I was a little bit older and knowledgeable about – you know, economic and socioeconomic differences in, in the world and in, in different cultures, but mostly just in our American society, um, my, my vision was like, man, I want to help people. And first of all, I got to help myself because if you're sitting there and you're trying to get out of the lake and you're drowning, and unfortunately, this is where people in poverty are at. And even if you're not like in dire poverty in America, I'm talking $750 a month net income. Uh, you're still there's like someone pulling your ankle and trying to pull you back mm. into the water when you're trying to get out. Now, once you get out, look at it like this. Oh, this is good, man. Steven, we got some good stuff going. <laughs> so they're trying to pull your ankle and then you finally get out of the water. And instead of you trying to sit in there and swim with swim with people that are going to pull you back in, you can go out and build a boat and then send that boat out and help more people. But mm. I had to get out first. Dude, that's deep. So, so it's it's like when you're on an airplane, right? They say put your mask on first before you help anyone else because you can't help anyone else if you can't breathe, right? So that that makes sense. And so that realization, though, is very real. I mean, I think about those things. A lot of that stuff is formed from those parents in your life. Now, parents are relative, right? That term is relative. It doesn't have to be your biological parents. Who formed that? I mean, that just doesn't happen. That just doesn't get into your head one play one way. How did you get that, that, those thoughts? I mean, who, who put that into your head? Who was the person that you were modeling? Because there has to be somebody. Man. Um, well, I, I guess in a practical way, man, when I got started, uh, so let's see. So you could go back to like faith and morals and stuff. I wasn't raised with any kind of faith per se, um, just kind of 
looked at the world around me, observed it. So maybe even the Disney Channel or something, I looked at okay. the superhero and be like, that's what he does. But now, man, I'll just be honest. My faith is in Jesus. I have faith in uh, Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm all about Jesus. And it also is a redeeming principle, too. So if you look at yourself as someone who was just a victim, someone who was poor, someone who is beat up, and you continue to tell yourself that same story throughout your whole life, and you and I, we probably both know people that do this. They're there's people that go through their entire life and they tell themselves that story. But when Jesus came into my heart, Jesus came into my mind, Jesus renewed my soul. I said, hey, uh, those circumstances, they didn't shape me uh, to be a loser. They, they prepared me to be a winner, hmm. right? And So and you see that poverty board, mindset, you took the poverty mindset as a, as a, as a plus. Like Gary, I always see Gary V talk about that as being an immigrant, that immigrant— <laughs> Uh, that some people wear as a uh, scarlet letter around their neck, that immigrant status is actually uh, like a superpower for him, and it just gives him that. So you're saying the same thing with that poverty mindset. For you, it was a thing that propelled you and that gave you fuel to get to that next level, plus your faith. I mean, I don't want to downplay that in any way, but I'm just saying that's a rarity because most people wear that around as a scarlet letter. Oh, I came from dirt poor. I'm always going to be dirt poor. That's all I know. Yeah, exactly, Stephen. And I, um, I'm a big advocate of just like, it sounds, it might sound harsh, but I grab people by the shoulders, man. I look them in the eyes when I talk to people and I hear the conversation starting to go south in that direction of excuses or, and that maybe that's not an excuse for them. Maybe it's a legitimate thought process that they're, that, that they just need to get over. They need to change, but I'll, I'll grab their shoulders and I'll be like, look, you are not a victim. You do not need to be poor and struggling and your kids do not either. Mm. Absolutely not. Get up, rise up, and it's a new day today. Start reading some books. Go to go hang around uh, Stephen or hang around Devin or hang around Andy Slammons or somebody that's going to elevate you and pat you on the back and tell you you can do it, and then go do it, right? Yeah, building up others I just think is so powerful. I, I think I, I work at a, um, a food pantry here in town and, and do some volunteer work, and, and so I get to see um, one of their inboarding people you know you see all their financials and stuff and the bad choices but sometimes and this is just awful you'll see a grandmother a mother and a daughter who's pushing a baby and then they're just they can't break that cycle and I think about that daughter she knows no better it's not her fault I mean it's always there but an education somebody to show them that there's another way show show them that they have potential because in their circle as you described it there's always somebody pulling them down or pulling them on their ankles like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't, you know. I don't know how to help that other than trying to live a life of an example, right, and try to reach out. Have you been able, I mean, since this, it sounds like something you're pretty passionate about. Um, well, I know you have a blog, and we're going to get to that. Um, have you been able to go back, like, to that foster home in any way or anything like that? Has that, has that crossed your mind? So it has slightly. So this is what happened recently. This was like two years ago. Um, we had a, there was a biological, one of the daughters who lived there. Her name was Aubrey. And she actually reached out to me and my sister on Facebook and said that the, um, the lady that took care of us, she actually divorced the first year we were there. Um, her husband was a police officer. And then uh, anyways, it was just, it was just uh, miserable from what I remember. Uh, but she said that uh, Lori was her name. Um, she said that Lori always loved us. And she had recently passed away. Mm. Now, for my mind to process that, I don't know, man. I don't know if I, where I'm at with that, but I'm also at peace with saying, hey, you know, people are messed up, and it's, it's just a messed up world, and I'm not trying to hold a, any type of grudge. And uh, I think even just having peace with that, man. I mean, 
maybe I don't really have peace with it, but I can begin the process of mentally saying I want peace with it. And moving in that direction is definitely going to benefit me and my health and my future, I believe. Yeah. And it sounds to me like you telling that story is going to help somebody else because I guarantee you somebody's going to connect just like as we have connected already. There'll be others that are going to connect to the story and are going to say, you know what, you're right. And it's almost like you do give them permission. Sometimes people need, you know, it's Tony Robbins. Some people, you know, they get down on him or they love him. It's one or the other. There's nobody in the middle. And, you know, if he released, I saw somebody posted the other day that what they got from Tony Robbins, right? They felt a vibe. He gave them, almost gave them permission to be themselves and to get the best out of themselves. How could somebody look down at that, man? If that's what that person needs, to me, that's that's inspiring that they figured it out and this person helped them connect because that's all I ever want to do in my life is try to help people connect with their inner self. It's kind of one of the reasons I do the podcast. Most of the time, I can see your past, how it connects to your where you are, and a whole bunch of times people are like, wow, I never thought about that. To me, it's so obvious. It's like a, it's like a glow around you that I see, and if I can help you see that and then others recognize some of that in themselves, isn't that what you're really here to do in the world, right? To me, you know, maybe call it a calling, whatever, but it, to me, it's a positive thing. So when I think of your story and you telling this story, the connections that you're going to make, dude, are just phenomenal. I mean, it's just, it's a very cool place. You should feel very cool about it. Yeah, it's its more, yeah, it's an awesome place. We've been connecting with you, man. It's its a blessing connecting with Andy Slammons. Uh, it's definitely been a blessing. So, yeah, you can take anything negative, take all that energy and try to convert it to positivity and bless other people with being themselves. I think that's uh, something that took me quite a while to learn how to do because, yeah. I mean, I didn't even know who I was. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I get the dull, the dull edges. They they don't get sharp um, easily. Those are painful things to sharpen. So let's go further. So you've had a, there was some years that you didn't, don't really remember too many in the middle. You were probably rebelling a little bit, which is fair. I mean, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. And I think most people would understand. At what point did you realize that you were, that you were a gifted entrepreneur? Let me call it that way. Not a hustler, hey, a gifted entrepreneur. I'll take that title. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll take that title, man. I mean, I'd, I'd say that, uh, yeah, all of us, if we're going to win, we have to be gifted in our own sense. And I'll humbly accept that, that title. So let's see, man. I would say I've really owned my space. It's been very recent. I mean, I've been good and I've known it. But I think I mean, were you were you selling like, you know, soda? I think of Brian Freifelter selling cassette tapes uh, or CDs at the in a in a uh, a fruit crate at the corner. Were you one of those guys who hustled that way? Man, I was a guy that. uh, Well, I did a lot of. uh, So I'll tell you, second grade, I vaguely remember this will be this will make you laugh as an entrepreneur. Anyone listening is going to be like, oh, my goodness, man, this was me in some kind of way. So second grade, man, check this out. Um, second grade, we were super poor. And for some reason, uh, a couple things happened. Uh, my mom's, I think, boyfriend, she had a, he had a friend that liquidated a candy store. And I just had all these can- – and he gave us these bags of bulk, like jelly beans and stuff. I started just selling them at school. That's awesome. And then I bought these, like, plastic rings. I'm not even kidding you. They were, like, 20, 25 cents. It was, like, those glow pop rings, but they were just, like, plastic or whatever. And I would get them for 25 cents and sell them for, like, 3 or 4, four or $5 at school in the second grade. That's and awesome. I vaguely hardly remember doing that, but uh, my sister and my mom actually did remind me of that. So that's foundational. And so those are the places where that first little brick gets laid, right? I mean, when you, when you look at a business life. And so to me, 
those years, when you start laying those bricks, and they might be small, and they're small at the time, but looking back at them now, those little things are skill sets, your ability to converse with someone, the ability to add value to their life, right, because you've got them to reach into their pocket and give you money, that's a skill set, and to develop that at, uh, I don't know how old a second grader is, but you're pretty young, you know, eight, whatever it is, it's a pretty cool place to get to. So those little things, so... Did you have more of those examples as you went on when you sit back and you think about little things like that that probably probably are the foundation of why you're where you're at today business wise? Yeah, man. So let's let's see, let's move forward. Um, uh, clothing, that was something that I definitely started selling in high school and shoes. I would do a little bit of uh, like getting really hot clothing items from Seattle because um, I had moved over to another town called Yakima. And I was able to go over there because I knew people and I knew like there's little pop mom and pop shops that had like the exclusives. And I would actually make some money doing like a little arbitrage back then, you know, even as like a sophomore and junior in high school. That's awesome. So I was definitely on that. And then I got the real story, man, which is the Amway story, man. You oh, know? no. <laughs> like, Whoa. You bought the soap. I bought the soap and I was the only one in the world that didn't know about the soap, man. I was so hyped on it, man. Uh. So I'll do a two-minute rundown so we can just get over it and move on and laugh and say good job to people that are winning. And all of us that gave it a shot, good job to us too, man. So uh, my only job I had, I was cashiering. So I lived still with my step-parents, as I call them now. It was actually like a foster home. But they're like my adopted parents now. I'm super close with them. I mean, they love me. And uh, it was still really hard for me to actually – open up to them. I like didn't talk to them the first year I lived there because I was so jaded. But anyways, we're all good now. So I was working a job at Walmart while I was in high school. I mean, as soon as I turned 18, boom, I had to get a job and I had to pay rent there too. So even though they love me, they're like, you got to pay some rent, boy. <laughs> like, values. They're teaching you values. Yeah. they like, we love you, but you got to pay some rent. So I started working at Walmart and uh, this guy came through my line dressed in a suit. He was bald. He, you know, looked professional, whatnot. And he gave me his business card and said, yeah, I'm, I'm starting teaching people an internet business. And I was like, man, sign me up. You don't even have to sell me. Sign me up. So anyways, he's like, no, 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 no. We want to qualify you, you know, doing the whole sales role thing. So uh, nice. anyways, the next day he uh, went to the community college, man. I was actually going to the – I actually did running start too where you go to college when you're uh, in high school. So I took credits when I was a junior and a, and a senior, but I, I was a little bit confused. I didn't – I should have gotten my AA, but I didn't. But anyways, I was still at the community college. And uh, he came over and he was like, uh, he was like, hey, man, so, you know, you get you're going to sign these people up. You get six people. They each get five or six each. And you're about to be making money and they're going to buy out these energy drinks. He's like, try one. I was like, man, this is good. You know, he, he gave me a physical product. I signed. He, he still waited. He still baited me. He's like, all right, then we're going to meet again tomorrow. I was like, no, sign me up, man. I'm ready. So they have that little thing where they want to bait you and, and have it be so bad, have you so eager to sign up. So I signed up, man, and then I hit up every single person in the neighborhood with Amway. I'd never heard of Amway. I, I thought everybody else had never heard of it, and most people there hadn't. I signed a lot of people up, man, and they started, like, shouting me out, being like, ooh, what a winner. Yet my check I was getting was, like, $118, man. I'm serious. So a uh, little pro tip here. You, somebody invites you to a business meeting, clue number one. Say, hmm, okay, free drinks, free food, I'll go. But if I see that little globe in that top corner or in the bottom right-hand corner, because I went to one of those, and I'm like, I recognize that. I remember the, I remember the story. And they were like, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, wait, that globe 
I think I know what that globe is. Is this Amway? Oh my God. Was this, I disrupted this giant meeting because I was like, because they wouldn't tell you, right? That was the thing. They wouldn't say uh, anything. They would just be like, oh no, it's just a business proposition, whatever. But I recognize that globe. So run when you see the globe. Unless, you know, then again, if you're a people person who can recruit and lead others, that's a great business model. Um, I'm not that guy. I'm uh, just a guy who likes to talk. And so that was not my business world. Um, but you, hey, you got paid. At least you got $118. You're one of the few um, that, that actually got paid. Yeah, man. And I, I understood the principles. Um, and I learned a lot. So if you guys have ever, if someone listening has ever been in business, and we all know this, it's just like you said earlier, Stephen. It's just a stepping stone. So that mm. was a total stepping stone. It was the first. Well, time you had I to really be a salesman. Is that? Did you recognize that you were a salesman with that? I mean, is that what it brought out in you? Yeah, well, it brought out the salesman, but it wasn't the organic salesman that I needed to be. It was oh. what they wanted to shape you to be. Program which still helped. So you were that guy who were like would then be like, oh no, I'm gonna keep you interested. I'm going to give you enough of the rope, but not all of it. I'm going to hold on, you know, just keep dragging you along. And then that's programming. Okay. So that's the type. Okay. Yeah. That's not, that's useful for uh, learning how to do process, but that's not, that's not good selling uh, long-term. Exactly. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, it was fun. It was a good run. Um, we got excited, man, going to these meetings out of town. I brought like 16 people we drove to another town an hour and a half away, and they were super excited. They're like, oh, 16 people. Yeah, you're a hero, man. You're a leader. Yeah, man. But anyway, still wasn't making a big check. And then um, I learned a lot. I love the guy that signed me up, and we still are you know, acquaintances. You know, he bounces a message to me once in a while. I told him you should really sell on Amazon, man. It's a beautiful way to sell and make some money, and we'll see if he ever does it. Is he still selling uh, energy drinks for Amway and signing people up? So this guy's name was Phil, and on another note, man, uh, he he actually helped. It's it's crazy how things happen as they do. Mm. So he actually helped me get out to college, man. I don't know if you understand. Like I was living even when I was in Amway in the community college, um, I had just finished high school, my senior year of high school. My two best friends, or not my very best, but one of my very best friends was murdered, and another oh. close friend of mine was murdered, man, um, in high school. This and is in, in this is up in Seattle area. Well, this was actually in Yakima, Washington, man. Okay. Um, Seattle, uh, bad, man. We don't need to go into detail. But if you live towards Tacoma, south, it's not the it's not the yuppie area, man. It's the bad area. Oh, okay. Let's just say that much. Um, but anyways, Amway was like a stepping stone because just going to these meetings and reading these books and being around the people um, encouraged hmm. me to actually move forward in that direction as opposed to a direction that a lot of other people were going, which is not good. Well, let's, let's pause on that because I think that's a really one of these pro tips um, because, you know, you are who your friends are, that whole thing, right? We all, you know, you're 20% of the five people you hang with. But when you're in that positive environment, right, that even, you know, because those people believe in something, right? They believe in their cause. They're going to advance. Those are generally positive people who see opportunity, right? They have futures. They see it. Now, whether they achieve it or not is another story. But that environment, as opposed to what you described earlier, um, you know, maybe even some, I don't want to say they are loser friends or whatever who don't have those aspirations, they suck the life the other way. And so I think that that's a powerful thing, that, that using a tool like Amway or a company like that, that that's a good influence. That's a positive influence. Hmm. I've never thought about that for a way to help people get out of that poverty mindset. Ooh, Devin, you might have just spurred a very big idea. Hmm. 
hey, man, we both did. And that's what happens when you talk to winning people like Steven or winning people like Devin is you just organically talk and ideas come up. And sometimes the, the best thing to do is just write it down and let it marinate and come back to it because you're so busy with your schedule that I'm sure you have them all the time, man. You're just like thinking of brilliant ideas. And then it's like, man, there's only so many hours in a day. (laughs) It's what you described earlier, though. It's getting exposed to that. That's how do you get that? Because we always say there about an education. Maybe it's not necessarily a dull education. It's an exciting future. It's the possibility of uh, success, whatever success is is relative. Ah, I don't want to beat it, but I I just think that that's a powerful statement. um, And I've not thought about it until you just brought it up. And it's very, very cool. It's a very cool visual for me. So, all right, go ahead. I I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, man. So that uh, let's, let's, we can transition from Amway to well, you went to college. So how did it help you? This guy helped encourage you by seeing more, being around those positive people that you have potential. Is that what he said to you? Well, it was not just that, but it was the fact that I needed I needed to move to Eastern Washington because it was a lot quieter and slower, and it was away from everybody that I knew as well as. Uh, so, if I can go kind of deep with you, is that is that cool? Go ahead. Can we go kind of deep? Absolutely. All right, man. So this is what happened. Um, I was getting running start credits, uh, which is running starts where you start taking college classes in high school. I did that. But I would go back to my neighborhood where basically 75% of the people had dropped out of high school by by the senior year, if not before then. So only 25% of my class who started freshman year actually graduated oh uh, senior goodness. year. So these guys in the neighborhood, it was just – it was bad, man. It was uh, – nobody would – and you just go outside and be like, hey, let's walk outside. This was ever since I was a freshman, didn't have a vehicle or anything. Hey, who do you, what do you guys want to do? Well, my parents aren't home or my parents are on drugs or I don't have parents. Let's go see what the – the streets have, and nobody was doing anything good, man. So I'll just tell you the, the short of it. Um, one of my best friends, uh, he was murdered, and his brother and I became very good friends. Um, we were kind of moderately – his name was Enrique, um, and his brother's name is Francisco, okay? Um, so we became – we were kind of friends, but after his brother passed, um, we both were going to the community college, and we got a scholarship uh, from Bill Gates. It's called the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates uh Achiever scholarship to go to any school in the state, and basically 90% of your tuition is covered. So we were going to go to a few different colleges. And did you have a question, real quick? No, no, I'm 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 taking it all in because I'm thinking I envision this is gang type of stuff, or you know maybe not organized gang, but this is the kind of environment. And you know it's tough for me to relate. Uh, because I just can't imagine how difficult that must be. Just going outside, and just everybody there, just hanging—that's your life. That's what you know. Mm. It's tough to rise up <laughs> over that. We could write a book, man. We're gonna do a video, man. And I, and I wish. The thing is, I wanted to be a vlogger back then, and I remember just buying a camera. And I do have a little video um, that you guys will see of the, of the of the neighborhood. I did it years ago on a poor quality camera, and I'm gonna actually put it into my new vlog channel that'll be up in very professionally organized soon. Anyways, man, uh, Enrique passed. It really beat me up. Um, and then Francisco and I all the way up to the point where we moved out to Cheney, Washington to go to school and we moved because it was so far away. I was like, man, this is a small town. It'll be a chance for us to just lay down and focus and get to work on uh, our future. And we both studied business. He actually is a accountant now. He's doing very well. He works for the waste management company in Tri-Cities, Washington. He's very intelligent. And we're still uh, definitely my top two friends I have today. Um, The loss of his brother, sometimes you lose something and it inspires you to really go for the future. Uh, My grandma just passed too, man. And um, she was like another 
consistent voice or the only consistent good person in my life uh, from afar. A lot of times she just wrote letters because she was, you know, getting up there in age and didn't have transportation and whatnot. So uh, anyways, man, we moved out to this. Um, we moved out to the college and it was just like, hey, man, <laughs> we're starting fresh. Like This is the American dream already. Just having in our, our own apartment. Mm. Uh, we were both very responsible. We we had to pay our rent on time. We neither of us got any money from our parents. Uh, we just worked hard, man. We did get money from Bill and Melinda Gates, so don't let me knock that. But we also applied and, and had our GPAs, uh, you know, at the criteria that would have qualified for the scholarship, as well as our work ethic and the essays that we wrote. And you go to this other thing where they they have people interview you and they say, okay, you're a good candidate. Boom, here's your scholarship. So we moved out. And it was it was fun, man. It was just like, but I, at the same time, I had been in Amway, and I had just done a search on the internet for how to make money in Amway on the internet, and it basically led me into the whole world of internet marketing, right, where you sell affiliate products and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Right. So I could go into that, man. We could well, just do a, so a so go ahead. You so so that's where you're going. So you you're in college. You're studying business having success, like you said, you have to maintain a GPA. That's not easy. So there's obviously, you know, you've got that work ethic thing going for you um, and you're living. Uh, you're not getting into trouble. You're not slipping back into a slippery slope um, and you get into internet marketing. Now, how many years ago was this? This was the year 2010 that we moved okay. into our apartment. So this is eight years ago. Um, internet marketing's full full steam, right? People were still goofing on Google back then, right? You could still do the goofy uh, websites that are just, you know, links only, right? That kind of stuff. Is that where you got started with? So I think I got into the internet marketing right when that era died. Okay. And this is what I did, man. I'll tell you how easy it was. Um, <laughs> It was it was easy, but I still had the beat up mindset. I wasn't ready for major success. I wanted it bad. Um, I still had a lot of insecurities, man, extreme insecurities internally. I'll be honest. Uh, but I'll tell you one cool thing that happened. I threw a Facebook ad up. I'm not kidding you. I just threw a Facebook ad up and I put twenty dollars in the campaign. And then I did a, I did a uh, not even a blog post. I just looked for someone else's blog and it let me comment. And I just left a comment that said, hey. You know, if you're looking for more financial information, uh, check this link out. And somehow I made two sales and made a $300 commission from each sale. I got a $600, $600 or $598 check in the mail. No kidding. And I was like, holy moly, man. Oh, just put a link and I made, that's true passive income right there, right? That's truly it. One little link, let it go. Vending machine. Hmm. It was luck though, too, because I didn't scale it. I didn't even know where my sale had come from, which is very important, as you and I both know, on the Amazon platform or anywhere. You need to know where your customers and your sales and your clicks are coming from. Um, I didn't do that, but I started being uh, – anyways, we could go – we'll go deeper with the store if you want, man. I did make some good uh, commissions with internet marketing. Um, well, I let did. me ask this. Let, let's, let's take it this way instead because I, I want to be cautious because I want people to make sure they hear the value here. What did you learn from internet marketing that now that you're, that you're just putting into place? Because I think all the things that have brought you to this place, I can hear. I know you're applying in your business. That's why you're having so much success. How about internet marketing? What was the one or two takeaways that you got that, that allow you to apply today into the Amazon world? Number one, and you guys all know this as entrepreneurs, you need to boldly take risk, um, but also calculate a risk. So you need to be fearless of the risks you take and accept responsibility for them. Mm, and that's deep. Number, 
Yeah. Number two is that you need to also uh, be fine, be okay with making the big money. So if you have a five thousand, I've had a five thousand dollar day on internet marketing. Well, given that I also had spent a lot of money and time on different things too, you know, different autoresponders, different things, right? So you need to be okay with accepting your making the money after you've taken the risk. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does because one of the things that I hear all the time are uh, uh, people who don't have that right mindset. The minute they get money, they lose it, right? They feel they don't feel worthy of having it, so they basically piss it away, right? Uh, so you're saying, hey, you got to accept the good with the good, right? There, there's results. How do you then take and build on that, though? Do you, because if you win, 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 and then you fail, did you win enough that when the failure comes, because it will come, that you can push through it, or does it, could it spiral, or did it spiral you back in any way? Let's see. So win, 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 and then fail. Well, I think if we're honest, whenever we fail, none of us, especially if it's a major failure, you know, you're talking thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars, uh, it's hard to, it's going to hit you in the gut or it's going to hit you in the face, but you need to keep your mind on right and focus on the bigger picture, which is total freedom and total contribution, um, which, you know, we don't, we can't say total because there's so many market variables that we can't control, but we can say based on what I've done, I've achieved success and I'm ready to win. Now, the other side of that is, um, I think you said win, 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 and then we fail. Well, for me, and I think most entrepreneurs, it's it's actually you fail, 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 <laughs> fail, and then win, right? Hmm. And it's just realizing that neither of those is the final product of where you're at. Even right now, you and I are not at our final product, right? right when we've right. we've won, we're doing better than probably ninety five. Dude, how old are you? Uh, twenty nine, my man. Twenty nine. Twenty nine with this wisdom to realize that you're not a final work of art. You're not a, a museum piece. You're still being molded. Oh, dude, that's deep. I'm telling you, that's deep. At 29, there are us old dudes sitting out here saying, did he just say what I think he said? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I, you know, it, 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 you're right, but here's what I would go to. You don't have, I, Devin, this is real. You don't have a foundation. You're not supposed to be successful, dude. You're supposed to fail and then just accept that failure and say that's the way it's always going to be. Dude, you don't have the foundation. You didn't have that foundation built in you, yet you can push through it. That's the message that people need to hear. Do you get that? Yeah, bro. I mean, do you get no, that? No, I get it, bro. It's sinking in. Thank you for the edifying of my of edifying uh, me in that way, and I have to thank you, and I accept that, and I receive that, man. And that's another thing, too. If you guys receive compliments from someone like Steven or someone that you respect in your space, go ahead and accept that compliment. I think a lot of times we reject it. And I've done that a lot, too, because it's like, oh, yeah, 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 could I see you? And even my own family now, they finally said, man, you're the 1%. <laughs> like, my my family that I wasn't really sure, you know, I know that they loved me, but I didn't know that they supported me in business or friends. They told me, Devin, like, you're the 1%. And my goal is, Stephen, if I can just be blunt and honest, I don't want to be the 1%. I want to help other people, whether you're middle class or you're you know, you're poor or whatever your circumstance is, or you've made a lot of money, then you went, then you went broke. It's happened to people, right? My goal is just to say, Hey, it's your story's not over. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let this be your story being mm. over. Please go for it. Dude, that's just good. All right. All right. So you're doing well in internet marketing. How do you find Amazon from internet marketing? Yeah. So let's get into it, man. Uh, let's, I, I put a, a milestone here on a, just when I was reflecting some thoughts for our, our podcast today, um, 
Well, anyways, man, so I finished up school in 2013. Um, long story with that. But anyways, I had finished up school, and any, my apartment lease was up. For some reason, I had uh, lost – I didn't have any money left from Internet marketing. I had hired some VAs, and things did not work out with those VAs. And my mindset, I'll just be honest, my mindset was not ready like it is now. It wasn't – it was there. It was, it was wanting to be ready. It was in the process of being ready, but it was not ready like it is now. So I ended up uh, going homeless, man. I'm not kidding no you. No kidding. Uh, I wasn't like physically. I mean, I was, I was gonna go uh, rent a room, which I'm fine, man. You're finishing up college. You're recalibrating your life. I get it. We're all, we've all been in that chapter. So I was like, oh, let me go rent this room with some buddies. You know, it's three hundred forty dollars a month. Well, something happened to where my bank account over withdrew, and I had a negative three hundred dollars in my bank account. And I was like, holy moly. And I was like, okay, uh, I just called the person. And, and I had another, I was part of an affiliate program and I had like a seven or $800 payout coming in. It was like three or four weeks. And I told them, hey, I'm going to have this payout. I'll get you covered. And they were like, um, well, to be fair, you can't move in until you pay the deposit. And that's how life works, right? So anyways, uh, I only had one friend, man, I'm not kidding you. One friend that let me sleep on his couch in his studio apartment that, that he was renting. And it was, a, just to be honest, one of my friends that was a little bit mentally, uh, you know, challenged. He's a good friend and I don't, but anyways, I was the only friend that let me stay there. And guess what I brought? I brought my desktop and my monitor and I got to work. First, I was going to put in a job application at Sears, um, but I had bought a course that shot, showed you how to sell on eBay and Amazon to, to get started. So here's what I did, man. I literally, um, first of all, I listed some services on Fiverr. Like I did uh, Excel spreadsheets and I was able to do different things, just little stupid things to make some money. And then I put in my jo uh, job application at Sears and then I, I, I was like, okay, this will be a sales job. It's just temporary. There's nothing wrong with a job, guys, if it's temporary and you know where you're going long term. Celebrate the job and go do what you got to do. But um, I was sitting there, and then I listed some items on eBay. And holy moly, man, the next day I had sold like six or seven items. No kidding. And I made 30 or 40 bucks. Just Not stuff kidding. that you had, stuff that you had you know, basically carrying in the back of your car because you didn't have anywhere to go. Oh, my goodness. Well – it was actually not even that stuff, man. To be honest, it was uh, it was drop shipping. Oh, okay. It was, okay. It was drop shipping, which okay. I don't think is a very good viable thing to do these days. But yeah. on that, back it in was that day, that. it was a good model because people wanted to get online and they didn't know how to get to it, and you figured it out. I don't downplay that. I know. Hey, I know guys selling twenty million dollars drop shipping right now, making a four percent, making a four percent, right? But do the math. What's four percent of twenty million bucks? It's a lot of money. So I don't want to downplay it. That's a lot of money. Okay, so so you had success. You saw it. You tasted it. You're like, whoa, I remember this feeling. Is that is that fair? Do you get, does that, I doubt that it happens anymore for you. But in that moment, were you back at that Amway success? Did it get back there in your mind? Like, I know this feeling. I've been here before. I've, I've, I've won. I've been here. Yeah. Well, I think anytime we can reap what you said is huge for any of us when we're going through our, you know, valleys, I would, I would say when, when things don't look good, you got to remember the time when it did look good, or at least it felt good. And if you can do that, you can come from a place of power and the activities you do. And you bet, man. Well, I would be honest, Matt, the right mindset I should have had is what I just explained to you where it felt good. But I was kind of a little bit bitter because I had invested so much into my education, my time, and even with people, I'd invested a lot of time and energy, and I was broke. And I realized that I'm, I'm still 100% here, man, that it's you have to take 100% responsibility. 
and there's variables you cannot control. But for every variable that you can control, you have to take responsibility and also be at peace because guess what? There's not a human on this planet that hasn't made mistakes, and there's certainly not as a person in business that doesn't make mistakes on a regular basis. So you have to be at peace with that whole process. Um, anyways, man, I got selling on Amazon. I had bought a course, like literally as soon as I made $2,000, I bought a course for $1,000 on how to sell on Amazon. Guess what? I had made like $700 the next three weeks just taking okay. action. And this was not drop shipping, or it was still? This was. It was. Uh, I'll just drop a name out there. I sold a soccer goal. <laughs> I would made like two hundred dollars off the soccer goal. I'm not kidding you. So, so wait, you drop shipped it. So you sold, you know, Steve's soccer goal on Amazon, and then Steve's soccer goal shipped it to that person. Not, not FBA. Exactly, okay. and I. I knew that wasn't long-term winning, so I is I got into F, and I didn't even have a car at the time, man. I had sold my car to my friend Augustine, and so I was in a shared living situation, but I was bringing in the dough once I started doing that. Definitely yeah, was bringing that, in the dough. Dude, don't look at it as not winning. I mean, you know, anybody looks down their nose at you, you know, tough for them. Um, judge not, man, because, you know, to me, you did what you were allowed to do. You found an opportunity. Chris Green would call that arbitrage and writes a book about it, right? You found right. an opportunity where somebody was willing to pay this. They couldn't find it, so you found it, and you brought it to them. The best part was, the smartest part is you never touched it. You didn't package it. You didn't ship it in. You didn't have nothing to do with it. You know, I applaud you. I mean, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't drop ship, but I don't look down my nose at it because they're fulfilling a need. I know people drop ship my products. I see some of our stuff out on eBay, and we sell on eBay, and, and we still see some of our stuff. And I'm always like, how'd they get them? I'm like, oh, they're drop shipping. Okay. You know, I, I don't want to look down upon them. Um, so anyway, don't don't downplay that. That's a very cool it's a cool thing because it sparked something in you, right? It, it fueled your fire. Yeah, man. Well, and that's where you guys are at too. And I tell everyone that wants to sell on Amazon this, just take the next step. So for most people, that's making their first sale. If they're, they've been on the sidelines for however long, I still think Amazon is a great platform to sell on even for a new person to, to make a, a good income with. It's going to be some work, of course, but it's still a great platform. And anybody who's really hungry, um, you're going to win. I mean, I just, I fully believe that if you're really hungry and you discipline yourself and you're humble enough to learn, you are going to win. And it may take you a little longer than you thought, but even if it takes a little longer than we think, man, it's certainly going to be worth it. Um, I moved into uh, just doing FBA as soon as possible because drop shipping for me was not fun. And I ended up buying a car and then just shutting down the whole game when I started FBA. I never looked back. What was the moment when you look back now, when you when you knew you had it, when you knew you hit it, especially doing FBA? What was it, you know, was it the when you hit the fifty thousand dollar mark? I mean, what was it that you said, ah, I have found my future. It is here right now. I'm in the zone. I'm in the place I'm supposed to be. Man, so it was shoot. Probably the quarter four of 2015, man, was when I uh, I sold a bunch of the Star Shower. It was oh, just such yeah, a hot yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only thing I sold, man, is the Star Shower. And I had made I made like twenty three, twenty four thousand dollars. I mean, I sold some other products too, but the lion's share of my profit for the month of December alone, uh, I did a hundred thousand in sales. It was right at a hundred thousand, maybe a hundred and one thousand um, in December. Now, my margins normally would not be that high with my business model today, but for that opportunity during that time period, my margins were huge, and from $100,000 in sales 
it was about $24,000 in profit. No and that kidding. was what I knew. Game over. <laughs> when, yeah, that's funny because we think Andy and I were talking yesterday about Frozen. Remember Frozen? Him and I sold, oh my God, we sold these cowboy boots. I mean, we sold everything. That was the way that, that, uh, that run was. And, you know, so would you, would you take that same risk today knowing, uh, you know, that the marketplaces have changed, right? The rules have changed. Um, would you take that same risk today knowing what you know? Well, I absolutely would. Now, given that the marketplaces have changed um, based on last year's uh, arbitrage, um, I would not take that. I would wait till the market proved itself. Like last year, I, I bought a lot of stuff on speculation and I, from Keepa's out of stock history for quarter four, mm -hmm. and it did not work out, man. This was oh. it did not work out. I think that's another pro tip, okay? Because you're not the first person, and and quite frankly, I, I live part of that too. So. The marketplace, we're, we're making money on the uh, inherent flaws in the market, right? But what we don't put in that formula is the fact that the market will fix itself over time. People are, you know, just as you're getting smarter and the tools are getting, you know, easier and easier. I mean, look at tactical arbitrage. It does, you know, every day Alex is announcing something he's added to it, right? Well, guess right. what? Everybody else has that same access. <laughs> and we don't allow that they will help fix the market. And so, therefore... Uh, with I'm with you, um, and I think of Jameis and a couple other people. Same story, you know. It's just the market fixed itself, even though historically it said it should be good, it wasn't. That's different, right? That's different today than what it was. Yeah, man. And you can be at a total peace. Oh man, you can be at a total peace just knowing that uh, it's it's just part of the game. I mean, yeah. it's going to happen. It's not your mistake. Right, you based on the best information you had at the time, but that formula didn't calculate that. That's not a flaw. That's just okay. Adapt and change. Would you say that's a skill set that you have? Um, is the ability to adapt? Yeah, it's a huge skill set, and that's exactly what I did about twelve months ago, and my business took off. Well, you can't just drop that and walk away from it, dude. You got to go a little deeper on that. Don't give your secret sauce, but you got to give us a little taste. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm here to give value to your community and show love, of course. So what I did is I had to get really smart. Um, even no, even this last after this last quarter four, man, I'll just <laughs> you guys want to hear what happened. I put about um, 50 grand into inventory that I was expecting Amazon to run out of stock with. And I kind of stepped away from my steady income, which is just selling high volumes of items that are make a lower margin from an arbitrage standpoint. And I said, you know what, let me take a little more risk and gear up and buy a bunch of stuff and <laughs> send it in with speculation. Well, from that 50 grand, uh, Stephen, I only made about $3,000 in profit, which oh is crazy. Oh. I'm not kidding you. Um, I had another arbitrage, my Black Friday arbitrage, which I made. Um, I spent maybe mm, another 30000 and I made about 16000 from that. So I still did good. I mean, it wasn't like it was a total loss, but – that would have been a month that would have pushed me. I mean, I, I was literally shooting for about seventy-five to ninety-five thousand profit in December, and it didn't happen, right? And I took responsibility and I came back and I said, "Let me get back to selling high volume, uh, lower margin." And I did that for the last three months. And guess what? I had the, uh, such a big Q1 that it totally made up for the losses in Q4 and then some. You know, I just heard this from Grant Cardone. Basically, you know, when he comes across one of these issues and they're like, "Oh, we should do this and that," and he goes, "No, wait." What have we done in the past that's worked? What's the best thing that we've done in the past How did that work, that's worked the best? 
And then, all right, let's go back to that model because, you know, we know it. It's proven. It works. And you're proof of that. Did uh, This is an ego question, and this isn't meant to offend you in any way. Did you think you were smarter than the system, and that's why you, t- you took that? Um, well, let's see. Um, I had – so – 2016, which was the year before that, I had only bought some of the stuff that was anticipated to be out of stock, and it all hit super hard. Uh, I made a ton of money. Okay, okay. So you had a taste of it, but you didn't get the full, the full meal, right? I didn't uh, have the budget that I did uh, for the 2017 year. And plus, um, one of the things you guys really need to do, this is a huge pro tip, and it's not huge. It's very common sense, but we kind of overlook it is you need to stick with what's working for you. So if you listen to other friends of yours in the space or even people that you respect or someone that's talking and maybe they don't make as much money as you or you don't know their numbers and you know what you know works, um, stick with what you know. So I was listening to you know good friends in the space who I respect and I love, obviously, but uh, they were getting so hyped up about the out-of-stock opportunity when I was already making probably double the money they were throughout the whole year. Oh. And I wasn't trying to brag or say I'm better than anybody. And I bought into the hype instead of buying into the data, which is not something you want to do. Don't, oh, that, that's a good one, too. Don't buy into the hype. Buy the data. Oh, Devon, you're 29, dude. The old dudes, again, are fixing themselves in their chairs saying, did he just say that? <laughs> he did. He did say that. He's 29, and he's saying it. So maturity-wise, do you feel like you know, you're just getting started? You're just getting your legs under you or do you feel like you're maturing in this business oh definitely maturing man i feel like a baby to be honest to be honest with you uh i feel at the same time from where i'm from and the people that uh, i want to help and i am helping uh, i feel like in some ways man i feel like i'm kind of the hero in the making because i know i have not arrived but in other ways i am a student who is continually learning and there's I, there's so much that I don't know that I'm not going to sit here and say I'm I'm the I'm the master and I know everything and I'm this and that. I'm just getting started. Well, it, what I appreciate is you're willing to invest in yourself. You're going to a conference tomorrow. You're you're doing the right things. You're around successful people. You want to do the right things. Let's talk about data because I don't want to lose this point because I think you're a good example of it. Um, you have this business degree. You've got this experience in internet marketing. You've got all this now built up knowledge and in and people can hear the enthusiasm. So you're buying into the data. What does that mean for you? What tools are you using to help you develop data? Yeah, man. So the number one tool that I like to use for online arbitrage and anything else for that matter, I don't do as much retail arbitrage. Now, I'm not going to knock it because it's still a very good cash flow system. Um, I don't personally want to disciple people to go out and scam products. It just was not working and it doesn't feel good for me to do so i do mostly online my favorite tool is RevSeller. a lot of you guys are familiar with RevSeller. Mm-hmm. uh one of the things you need to make sure you do is putting your weight uh the weight of a product a lot of people i see that use it they don't do that that's a big miss yeah the inbound shipping that way you know your stuff and what i did just to make sure is i compared RevSeller. i always compare stuff so you know like just little nerdy things right you know what i'm talking about um, so I compare that the profit estimate on Red Seller is the same profit estimate on the actual Amazon seller, uh, their, you know, their stuff. And I do that with Scoutify and other apps because you want to make sure your stuff's accurate. You're not 
shooting in the dark, so to speak. Well, so, I've seen that. I've seen people post that. They're like, "Well, but it said I was going to make this profit, but like you say, they missed the inbound weight, right? Or they they just missed something." Um, and I think that's a that's a really important point. Yeah. So there's RevSeller, and all I do, guys, whenever you find a product and you have RevSeller and you need a very fast computer, this is not rocket science. I tell everybody this stuff and. I didn't get it for a while, guys, because think about this. Um, in college, when I was doing my internet marketing deal, I only had a literally 100, and it was like a $149 Dell laptop that was slower than a dinosaur, and you know, or slower than a slowpoke, whatever you want to call it. And it was totally holding me up from success. I did not have the money to buy no Mac, and my parents would not, didn't have no money to buy me a Mac or even a better computer. So it was holding me back. You guys, the best thing you could do is get something fast that you feel confident using. It sounds maybe more of a... a well, do you uh, have a recommendation? I, I'm well, an old I dude. Like, I don't know computers, man. So if you can, I have what I did is I just had my friend build me a gaming PC. And he's a gamer, man. And this thing is just wizard fast. If you can get a gaming PC, it doesn't have to be something fancy like a name brand, but something that... Uh, you know, it's got um, an NVMe hard drive. If you're going to go buy something new, get something with an NVMe hard drive. It is literally 80 times faster than a standard hard drive, and it's going to be about eight times faster than a solid-state drive. Now, you Mac people, you're just going to get something good out the box. But what I would recommend is you get a desktop and then buy yourself a large, specifically a widescreen monitor so that you can evaluate data quickly and efficiently. And you don't want your computer being slow when you've got a 1,000 other things to do. So you do that, and then whenever you find a product, put the price in the red seller. That's all I do, guys, is I'll find a product, and it says it sells for, you know, it's $15. It sells for, you know, $35. I put it in rev seller. Boom. Rev seller says I'm making 5 bucks. Boom. I buy it. Boom. That's It's done. The now, decision's do you, done. Do you oh, just buy one, or do you buy, do you scale? Is it is is rev seller enough? If rev seller says it's good and Scoutify says the rank is right, are you all in, and what does all in mean for you? in that scenario well whenever i buy a new product now say it's a new brand or whatever i don't go too deep okay. because what will happen is you get i get hit with ip complaints the okay. intellectual property and so, so you're gonna let it, it go so how many is how many is not too deep what does that mean three to five if okay. i'm feeling like it's got a better rank i might buy 10. okay so three to five and then you sell them they sell through they perform as promised you wait <laughs> with bated breath to see that you don't get the ip complaint is that what happens yeah, well, I'll send them in, and especially if you, you know, if you buy a few different products of the same brand, and you send them in, and you see that things work out, or then, you know, then you know you've got something you can work with, right? And then it's wash, rinse, repeat. And then, then is it all open the floodgates, and I'm all in on that product for the volume that the uh, uh, the systems say that they suggest you could sell? Exactly. Um, and there's always variables that get saturated or it gets there might be an IP complaint later, which has happened. But I'm a risk taker, so I take them risks, man. And then uh, I honestly, I just don't like at first I was thinking about eBay and I think we are going to use eBay now, but I haven't never liked eBay as much. Um, so and I know people that make a fortune on eBay. So if you're if you're sitting there saying you love eBay, don't listen to me. Right. <laughs> listen to what works for you is what I'm telling you. Uh, but I just donate stuff and I just. To move on in life, and overall, even with all the stuff we lose on, it's turning out pretty good. Well, everybody else is picking up on this too. You knew your numbers. You knew what was profitable, what wasn't. Even though you made three grand on fifty, while that's terrible, you didn't lose three grand, and you knew it. And so, to me, the fact that you know your numbers is one of your big competitive advantages. The fact that you're willing to do the research here, and 
uh, tie out systems, you're going to check them. You're not going to just rely and say, well, Rev Seller said it was right. Well, if Rev Seller's formula is wrong, good luck. You're in trouble, right? You're not going to, nobody's going to come back and make it right for you. So you got to take responsibility. And I guess that, that comes back to this. Taking responsibility. You're taking it all the way through, aren't you? Yeah, man. Um, all the way through. So on a, <laughs> my private label product just got taken off and I was making, uh, you know, not too much money on it right now. I was making maybe a thousand a month from, uh, you know, a low tier uh, private label product. And for some reason I got a safety complaint and that thing's down. And I need to get <laughs> addressed, man. But I lost. I'm, you know, losing money big time right now. And uh, it's, you know, it's inconvenient, right? But am I going to sit here and cry about it? No, I'm going to figure out what I need to do next. That's right. You're going to figure it out. You're going to talk to smart people who've been here, right? They're, the event you're going to, you're going to see a whole bunch of smart people. And you can talk these things through and say, hey, how about networking? How hard is it for you? Because you're pretty charismatic. But I can tell there's a little bit of shyness about you, too. I can see you're both. You definitely are both. How about networking for you? What's it done for you in this business? Well, first of all, man, we can attack both of those things. So I'm bold, and then I've got I'm both, man. Like you, you just definitely, said. I've seen you. How I can you see know you. Me, man? I, I've seen you. I could tell. I read people very well, but I can feel that. I mean, you're out there, but you're shy. You're you're. I I think there's a trust issue. I think you're reserved. Let me use that phrase. I'll use that phrase. It's like you're reserving. You want to make sure that they're real before you give you those emotions over hmm. how, how visionary is that yeah you're pretty good man um you could be okay i got myself a new you know saying counselor no no uh, no, no, no no dude it's a you know what it's it's probably same for me i'm the same guy you know i mean i'm definitely the same guy but but let's talk networking because you've you've invested with some other people into other people you're sowing into them um it, are people sowing into you Absolutely, man. I would say even on this call, this is a blessing for me to be here and serve and be served in the, at the same time. So it's it's a blessing. That's what networking should be. Uh, it's an organic. It took me a long time, guys. I'm not even kidding you because of the Amway kind of the, you know, hard sales pitch. And, you know, you got to be with us or you're against us. That type of thing I don't think is healthy at all in today's society or today's culture or the marketplace. You need to just be very much yourself. Um, you do need to, you know, you're not going to be able to do business with everybody and have them in your inner circle. There's just not enough hours in a day. Um, but as far as being shy, man, like I'll project myself big like this. But when we meet in person, yeah, I want to get to know you and then we'll see where things go. Um, but even just being around people that are very successful in our space, you know, Andy Slammons, yourself, Chris Green, any of these guys, uh, it's encouraging to say, hey, these are regular guys that you could have a beer with or you could have, uh, you know, lunch or, or a coffee with. And you, you could just ask them questions, guys, because it's the little details and the belief um, that help you make it, as well as some of the bigger bigger visionary things, um, like the Prosper Conference, man, was just – I just got downloaded with, you know, a $100 million business plan. I mean, how, where do you get that from other than actually showing up and taking notes and shaking hands? It's yeah. from network. Jim Thompson knows what he's doing. That dude is smart, man. He really is. Okay, so last thing I want to ask you is – you know, you described getting over that hump that December of uh, two years ago, I guess it was, with the star showers. You, you figured it out, all right? And then you wavered, right? So that that's fair. You changed your model and it didn't work as well. So you went back to it and, and you recovered and you're back on path. Um, and again, now your private label, you're struggling a little bit with, but you're not giving up hope. You're figuring it out and you're going to 
continue through. So I'm looking for something like that to help people move forward because, you know, Devon, one of the things that happens is, uh, Devin, one of the things that happens is um, people just end up in the corner. My wife hates it. I can't say it, what, what, what they end up doing. But they, they just, you know, they just stop, right? They get stuck in the mud. They don't get, they don't push through that. What could you give to people knowledge-wise to help them push past that point of stuck? Well, this could be our the uh, the highlight of our whole conversation, man, really. And that is this, guys. Um, first of all, if you know that you're an entrepreneur and you know it, like you know that this stuff is fun, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be a, a wealthy entrepreneur. You don't need to be me. You don't need to be, you know, Stephen. You, you know who you, you're going to be, right? You know that you want to help your family work from home, or it could be on something on a grander scale that you actually want to help people outside of yourself. Now that's a big tip guys, because a lot of stuff we deal with is we're looking inside of ourselves at our failures instead of looking out to the opportunity and the ability to help. So if you failed guys, just know that Steven and I will both raise our hands and say, Hey, we failed immensely too, or, or even minorly or whatever. Uh, just know that that's part of the process. So what I what I would do, guys, is just like Stephen said, is first of all, if you have had success, let's say you sold a product and it made you a profit, which I guarantee you, everybody listening to this has or will be able to sell at least one product and make a profit. Look at all the other stuff that didn't work, guys, and try your best to not to let it sit in your stomach as a financial or an emotional feeling, but instead just look at it as you know your freshman your sophomore year preparing for your senior class preparing for your for your bigger win right and when you look at it that way guys laugh it off laugh off the, the five thousand dollars that i lost on one product right that i lost on one product laugh it off guys laugh it off and say you know what thankfully there's enough opportunity in the marketplace and i have someone yelling at me that it's possible that that five thousand dollars is nothing but a but a two-week loss in the future. It's nothing but a month loss in the near future. And you can make it back up in a month, or maybe it'll take you two months, or maybe it'll take you three months. But as long as you know that you're going to make it up, and you can look back at what you said about Grant Cardone, what worked in the past, and just get back to that basic system, guys, that you're not trying to impress anybody. You're not trying to, you know, this is for your family. Know what you're doing it for, too. Is it for your family? Is it to be home with your children? Is it to be free from the job that you feel like you're being oppressed at? Once you get that, guys, you can laugh off all your losses, even if you're in total debt right now, which, ooh, that doesn't sound fun for any of us, right? But it's just a theory, guys. I'm telling you, this numerical stuff of debt and and wealth, um, the debt, I would just laugh. It's a theory, right? It's a theory, and it's a temporary stepping stone into prosperity, wealth, and success. And once you look at that, as you just stepped on that stepping stone, now it's crushed, guys. Once you mentally crush it and you say, boom, it's crushed and it's done, where's the next step I'm taking to success? And it might just be a $1,000 profit month for you. It might just be a $1,200 profit month for you. But that same next stepping stone that's a $1,200 profit month for you will be the exact same uh, stepping stone that takes you to a $12,000 month. And it might be a year down the road. It might be six months down the road. It might be a year and a half down the road. But even so, guys, if it's a year and a half down the road, if that $12,000 month, like I'm telling you, because these are the months I have, right? They might be a 22000 It might be a 12000 It might be a 8000 But I'll tell you, when I first had a $9,000 month, guys, after having minor success 
and major failures and then minor success, that $9,000 a month, guys, got me so ecstatic about the possibilities of the future that it made everything else kind of easier to laugh off. But I'm telling you, if you can laugh it off now, you can just say, oh, <laughs> man, can you believe I bought those, man? Can you believe that I paid that uh, that trademark thing? I paid $1,200 when I only needed to pay $150 or $300 to have it done. It's okay, man. Now I can tell my friends in the future what not to do. That's right. And it's okay. I got you know, wiser. You Go know, you're, you're sitting there saying this, and I'm, I'm envisioning where you're talking about, you know, this is I can make this back in one month. You got to look. It's a long life, right? So you're saying, hey, you know, you made a mistake. It's going to set you back a month or whatever. But you got enough. You got 12 more right after it. And then guess what? There's 10 years of 12 more months and 10 more years after that. And I think when you look at it in the biggest picture possible, it's a speck in time. Dude, you're 29 years old, for God's sake. You're not supposed to give advice like this. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Brandon, that's for you. Brandon Gompers loves when I say I love it, love it, love it. All right, so um, you have ways to get in touch with you. Somebody wants to follow up. If they connect with this message, which you're going to have a whole bunch of people that do connect with this message because you are a shining star right now, Devin, um, and people need to hear it. So best way to get in touch with you. Well, I would say devinmoddy.com. Um, it's going to be updated and uh, made really nice. I'm going to have my website guy do that. Uh, it's in the process. It's actually just a uh, static site, but um, it will be up and it'll be nice. You could get in touch with me there. And then so it's devinmahdi.com. And I'll have links to all that, but I just want to, for a listener, devin, D-E-V-O-N-M-A-H-D-I.com. Okay. Yeah, and then you can also add me on Facebook if you just do my personal Facebook. I don't know if I should be saying this, but I don't care. Go ahead and add me okay. uh, because I'm open. It's Devin. It's Facebook.com uh, forward slash D-E-V-O-N-M-A-H-D-I. Go ahead and add me and message me. Um, I'll get back to you when I can. I'm super busy just like Steven or any entrepreneur in the game, but uh, I definitely love to shout people out and shout Steven out and shout the Amazon community out and shout you out too, just like Steven and help you out any way I can. So feel free to connect with me. Man, I'm pumped. I, you know, it's funny. Uh, there's nobody here to hear this. I can't go out and tell somebody how excited I am. I used to drive my wife crazy, but I, I'm very excited when you can talk to people like this, this is what you want to do. These are the kind of people you want in your life, helping you be successful because you have it right. You've heard Devin's story. It's not perfect. Life's not perfect, and yet you can push through it. So, dude, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, man, I'm so pumped. I wish you nothing but success. Hey, man, thank you, uh, Brother Steven. Thank you. I definitely appreciate you having me out. And, yeah, time to drink some water and go, go work this off. Man, I'm so excited right now, and I did drink a little bit of a caffeinated beverage. So time to go work out and then uh, get to work. You guys, so that's a good tip too. Even if it's just a walk in the park or a 15-minute walk outside with your headphones, that is super good to get you feeling good in the morning or even the day if that works for you. Take care. Man, what a great guy. I'm telling you, how could you not get pumped after that? I mean, it really is exciting. He is exciting. A real couple big takeaways, you know, um, don't let your story be over, right? You know, his message about that bad buy at the end and letting that define you, you know, you can you can regret that forever, or you could just say, yeah, that was a bad one. Man, I made it up next month, um, or I'm going to make it up over the next 12 months, or I'm going to make it up over the next 10 years. It doesn't matter. You have the opportunity to make it up. So once you know that, when you have that perspective, that's it, right? It is perspective. And I think that was really, really powerful. The other thing, I loved what he said, um, hence the title, don't buy into the hype, buy into the data. 
I think that's so smart. Don't buy into the hype. Don't think you're smarter than the systems. Don't The data is what really should be driving your decision because guess what? Your competitors are using it, so you need to adapt to it and, and change your business model. Okay, that's it. Change your business model. But the good news is you can still do this. You can still have the freedom that you want, the life that you're designing. And I think Devin's a great example of it. Man, jazz, jazz, jazz. Ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.